right, guys and gals, welcome back to another edition of the Football Lab Podcast. As always, I'm Corey, joined by Jared and Adam. Uh, we missed last week. Uh, Jared has a special announcement. Yep, I am a, uh, I'm a father. I have a little baby girl. Uh, her name is Isla Rose Harrington, and she is doing well. And we are not. We are not so good. <laughs> <laughs> we are not good. Morale is not good. Yeah, we've, we've had some low moments in the middle of the night. <laughs> the only well, thing with worse morale right now is texting him. That's correct. I mean, it's it's not totally true because our daytime morale is like light years above what our nighttime morale is. I mean, my wife, she's in the shower earlier. She sent me a message. She goes, I have this just existential dread about going to bed tonight. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I feel you. <laughs> my wife and I, we'd always just tell ourselves, like, just don't turn on each other. And like half the time we would turn on each other and half dude, the time we would. Dude, we, we, we actually said the same thing. And we yeah. actually, uh, a buddy of mine brought this up. We made a pact. Uh, anything said between 1 and 5 a.m. We're just yeah, yeah, automatically yeah. forgetting yeah, each other. How many, how many it's times? Like the season doesn't count. Yeah, how yeah. many? Well, I don't know about that, but. How many times have I said, walked in and be like, uh, like, sorry for the things I said, I didn't mean it. Happens probably twice a month. Yeah, I mean, well, it, so far we haven't said anything horrible to each other. We're both just like, I mean, she's still healing and, you know, it's, it's a little rough. But you know what? Totally worth it. She's healthy. She's beautiful. I love that rascal. <laughs> For Except now. for when she's screaming and crying at three yeah. in the morning. <laughs> or when they're four and they tell you that you're not their best friend anymore. And <laughs> that you're a stinky poo-poo head. And then, I, uh, well, I mean, to be fair, she has a point on that one. Yeah. Dude, I'm waiting well, for those days. I'm just going to welcome it because I'm going to just unleash all. <laughs> just be a terrible father at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe start looking at chastity belts right now, Jared. Oh, I will say this: the uh, the likelihood of us having a second kid has dramatically lowered. <laughs> Dude, we we were uh, we were watching the show last night, and it was all these like couples that uh, they like were just meeting, and they're like, "How many kids do you want?" And they're like, "I want four or five. Like, I want mm-hmm. six. And we're we're just like looking at each other, like, "Please." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now I wouldn't mind having another one, but it's tough. Yeah. It's tough. You gotta forget. You gotta forget what you're going through now. You gotta like black that out, and then like you're that. Then the second one comes. Yeah, no doubt. All right, we could go on all day about how rough these first. Yeah, I've got no weeks are. Here. Yeah. All yeah. Is dog. You've so. got a deaf dog. Yeah. <laughs> I got four dogs, three that are permanent. Uh, doesn't really compare. Although Radio does wake us up at like three o'clock in the morning to go outside. Yeah, I mean that's that's a slight comparison. Except that's basically the same thing. Yeah, right. if, if radio is inconsolable at that point, <laughs> like even Dude, sometimes that, man, he gets in some moods and he uh, he'll let you hear it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you might have something there. Yeah. All right. Uh, so just kind of go over the last couple of weeks, kind of update everything. So so far this season, we've had twenty top twenty-five teams lose to unranked teams, and fifteen teams lose to teams ranked lower than them. Um, to put this in comparison to last year, the craziest year of all time, last year at this time, there's 30 unranked and 22 top 25 upsets. So it's still, I mean, pretty steady, not quite as chaotic as last year. Well, I mean, I guess it's safe to say that uh, this year would be a total outlier in the last 30 had last year not happened. I mean. Right. <laughs> and, and it just proves that people ranking these teams have 
no idea what they're doing. I, I do feel like the, the rankings have gotten substantially worse, and I feel like it's more of a – it's about the market. Like I mean, Notre, the preseason rankings – they might as well not even do preseason rankings. I am almost in agreement like, with like that. Like, they should just do – they should just start rankings at, like, week four. I think like, six. But okay. like, but like, what's what's the deal? Like, who cares about what like preseason rankings? Like, what they don't serve any purpose. Okay, I do have a question about this, and I brought it up a couple of weeks ago about carryover, and I realize there's a lot of flux between coaching changes, players leaving, players coming in, but like, let's just call it whatever you finished at last year. That's the preseason rankings, because what they're doing now is just speculating. I know we talked about this a while back. I still don't agree with it. I just yeah, it's not a hill I'm willing to die on. I just feel like the, what they're doing now the doesn't it doesn't work. Yeah, uh, the preseason rankings. I mean, it's a crapshoot at best. I mean, Baylor, Notre Dame, uh, Texas A&M, A&M, A&M was a top five team. Texas A&M was six. Notre Dame was five, and they're not even ranked. Uh, Miami was a top twenty-five team. They're terrible too. Uh, Miami was twelve. Hand up. That was on me. I don't think anybody no. saw this season that Miami's having coming. Yeah, and I have it listed on here later in the notes. We can go ahead and talk about it since it got brought up. Miami had eight turnovers in their loss to Duke. That's almost as bad as me playing against Auburn in NCAA rebounds. <laughs> yeah, that was a rough game. Oh, God. That was, eight that- turnovers is pretty – that's pretty hard to do. But what I'm saying is, like, that is an unrealistic amount of turnovers. How? How did they turn it over so much to Duke? Well, to be fair, Duke's not horrible. They got a pretty good quarterback. But you're Miami. You should be. Yeah, but you, are we even sure? I mean, like, how talented is Miami? They must not be very talented at all because they are getting wrecked. I mean, what were they in the team composite? They can't be in, like, the top 15. Uh, honestly, I don't know that part of it. I know LSU is in like top fifteen with like seventy-four players. Uh, Texas yeah. A&M is number one. No, 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 that's classes. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what is it? Bigger called? dumpster fire right now. Texas A&M or Auburn? Uh, A&M. Because Auburn, yeah, there's. The light at the end of the tunnel. I was gonna say Auburn knew they were firing their coach. Uh, it's just this season kind of confirmed it. Uh, yeah, A and M's got the fourth uh, fourth best team by team composite, and Miami is nowhere to be found in the top twenty. Miami is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 11. They're twelve. Wait, did I miss blue chip ratio? Oh, okay, okay. I'm just going over uh, overall. Well, they use blue chip ratio. If if you're not in the top, I guess this is 15 for blue chip ratio, you basically don't have a shot to even make the playoffs. Ah. Um, so Miami's 55% of their players are either four stars or better. Okay, so yours is 12, uh, 247. Just the talent composite has them at 13. Yeah, so, I mean, they're a top 15 team. Um, they're one point behind Florida. <laughs> They're one percentage point ahead of Auburn. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, also, rounding out the top ten are Notre Dame and Florida. <laughs> Yikes! No, Notre Dame. I mean, they they do it every year. Notre okay. Dame's ranked in the top ten every year. 
Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, because it's media driven, Notre Dame is the only team in college football that their fan base is spread across the whole U.S. I just back to the point. I don't know about that. Preseason ratings just don't they don't influence anything. Like they don't. I mean, it's it's a talking point for like the end of the year when you're talking about resumes and for the beginning of the year for them to hype up, you know. TV games and stuff, but yeah, at the end of the day, it's just a bunch of bullshit. So, well, okay, so that brings me back to my point. Why not just whatever the rankings were at the end of the year? I mean, well, if you want to include the bowls, that, 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 rankings, not having, having rankings rank. makes more sense than that. You think so? Yeah. I mean, I mean, like you could argue. I mean, Georgia got bumped from one to three, and yeah, but take LSU, like the Joe Burrow. Uh, like, I mean, this is, that's the example that we used. 2020 LSU should not have been the number one team. Yeah, they were. No, no, no. No, no, no not to start the year. 2019. Yeah. 2020, we were like six or seven. Oh, really? To start the year? Yeah. And then we lost to Mississippi State. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, that's just a, a point of mine. I, I just, I don't know. The ranking system is really just wag. I don't know how you fix it. They're, I mean, they're not going to. There's no yeah. point. And at the end of the day, once it's all said and done, everything kind of you know works itself out in the end. So they don't. Yeah, really that's care. that's a fair point. Um, all right, uh, Texas. The big story today is uh, Texas A&M has suspended three to four players, uh, including three top seventy recruit uh, freshman recruits from this past class. Uh, the rumor is that they were smoking weed in the locker room before the South Carolina game, which I will remind everyone was a road game. <laughs> yeah, we I would just like that. to know the logistics of how the weed got to the locker room. Right? Did they bring it with them on the yeah. team plane? And I feel or, like I need to know that. Like, I mean, okay, smoking weed in the hotel room. Yeah, I get that. In the locker room before the game, when you're surrounded by coaches and staff, like that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. I would be so paranoid. Yeah. Well, here's the other thing too: just the fact that you lost a beamer ball. I mean, granted, he's got South Carolina going in the right direction. But, I mean, you should have been able to annihilate that team. They were playing. They like were close. <laughs> I mean, they were probably they high. close. Okay, put it this way, too. Take a talent like, say, David uh, what, what, A-Chain. Yeah, David A-Chain. Yeah, David A-Chain. Put him on any the three schools we group for. How many yards does that dude got a game? If he's in Georgia, LSU, or Bama, that dude is just just piling up the stats. And instead, they're he's piling up well, the stats. Well, he's piling up the stats there because he's getting eighty five carries a game. That's what you say. He's the offense. They have nothing. They haven't scored more than thirty points against an FBS team in like nine games, which is only worse than like only Rutgers and Colorado are worse. Like even in the less miles years, it wasn't that bad. Yeah, it's awful. It is so bad right now, and you're paying. If they were to buy him out today, they'd owe him $86 million. Well, apparently the, the new rumor floating around is that uh, they're going to make him give up play calling duties and they're going to bring in Joe Brady. <laughs> well, I mean, that's still a next year thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's got to get there first. Yeah. So another thing is a lot of Georgia people are laughing at this. Uh, their, their wide receiver coach, they were trying to get him to turn over play calling duties to him because he was the former – uh, OC at Georgia, Coley. Dude, we ran him out of town. He's awful. So, I mean. 
I mean, yeah, I don't think, I mean, yeah. You're not going to turn him over to Demonia Craig, who's quite possibly one of the worst coaches in college football. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a mess. Over yeah, there. apparently uh, a couple other players have quit. They're having people that are already, you know, banging plans to get in the transfer portal. It's, uh, yeah, there was could a happen to a better team. There was a rumor that. Remember, guys, don't remember, they didn't buy these players. <laughs> they all wanted to go to the college station. Yeah. On their own free will. Yeah. Uh, we officially reached a point where someone has a better record than Jimbo. I actually saw another one today, too. In his 55th game as the head coach at Florida State, they were playing in the national championship. In his 55th game as head coach at Texas A&M, he lost his third straight game in a row to South Carolina. Oh. It's just two polar opposites, man. I, I, just, I don't understand how he let it get this bad. Dude, I mean, he just thought he could sign all these players. Everyone else, I mean... I don't, I don't. I honestly don't know, man. Well, I think you have. Would you have is a lot of players a don't want to be there. They're only there because their parents, you know, basically just took the money. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. That it's that, it's a bad situation, dude. The tweet you sent me about the potential situation that uh, they've gotten themselves yeah, into about really, they're yeah, going to have to pay these players. If these players sound like three or four year deals. Like, and I mean. Texas A&M can't break the or the boosters or whatever the collectors whatever you want to do you know whatever company is paying for all this shit. Um, if they sign like a three or four year deal, they can't break those deals if players decide to transfer because the NIL deals are not supposed to hinge upon the players going to a specific school or being enrolled at a specific school. So they may be on the hook for like all these players for the next like two or three years, and half of them may not be there. Yeah, and you've already seen this play out with Quinn uh, Ewers when he was at Ohio State. He signed a deal with some car dealership, and then he transferred to Texas. He's still getting paid from that car dealership. Dude, Miles Brennan had played a snap since 2020, and he's still getting money. Kind of side note, but did y'all see Lindale White found a duffel bag with the that's in that's in the notes, cash. Adam. If you would have reviewed the document, <laughs> we started recording. My bad, guys. <laughs> Well, we're talking, you know, I thought it was relevant because we were talking about football. it is relevant, but it's included in the notes later. Now. <laughs> but yeah, that did happen. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how this all shakes out. Um, I mean, it's hard to see a world where they fire him, but I guess anything's possible at this point. Yeah, I mean, Texas A&M is treading on thin ice as to what happens to their future. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I mean, they they may not be able to recover from this for five or six years, realistically. They have, they, they, have the, they have the rest of this year in the offseason to get this turned around. And I don't well, say, so, you, so you bring Jimbo back for next year, he hires an offensive coordinator. What if the results don't improve? I don't, I don't see how they can't. With the amount of talent they have on their team, they should be smoking people. Instead, they should they be, lost but- the South yeah, but like when, when when have they had the problem with the AM, they've never had a really good quarterback. That's you fair. say that the Kalamon was a five star. Yeah, I mean the, but the, the quarterbacks they've had are not like at this level, like you have to have a quarterback that's I mean, besides Stetson Bennett, you have to have a quarterback that can 
out there. I mean, Stetson didn't deserve the ricochet shot there for no reason, but yeah, I mean, golly, man, he's going to be a future senator. Show some respect. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> he may have a longer NFL career than Mac Jones. Ooh, that might that might be true. Uh, so Sarkeesian had to apologize to uh, reporters uh, earlier this week for not singing the Texas fight song after their loss to Oklahoma State. So stupid. World it's, of soft. It's so, it's, so dumb. St- it's so dumb. But also, like, I'm sorry. Like, I realize why Sark's doing it, but, dude, come on. Like, we kind of figured this is where Texas was going to be this year, especially with all the injuries they've had. They don't have any depth, but they've got a lot of talent. Guys, dude, Texas A&M is good. Or, I mean, sorry, Texas. They're good. They're really good at home. Yeah, they're the best, what, 5-3 and three team in the nation? They're the best 5-3 and three team at home on a hot day. <laughs> Big thermometer games undefeated. Yeah. yeah. I mean, tough I place to play. <laughs> I got a great stat for you later, Adam. Can't wait to get there. Perfect. Uh, so, I don't know if y'all saw the Harbaugh versus James Franklin thing. So, I two did. weeks ago, uh, the Penn State players and the Michigan players got into a little shoving match before halftime. Oh, okay. Yeah, I did see this. Harbaugh, I mean, Franklin blamed it on Michigan's layout. And then Harbaugh basically came out and said, well, all y'all had to do was walk to the locker room. Y'all stopped in the middle of the hallway. And he called He called James Franklin out and said, I'm pretty sure he was leading the whole thing. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, talk about the two lamest coaches in college football yeah. in a pissing contest. Yeah, that's fair. Dude, I'm surprised Chad Powers didn't come out there and fight Harbaugh over that. i too busy with Barack Obama and Bill Burr on Monday Night Football. Oh, that's fair. Did um, they get Char- Obama on Monday Night Football? Yeah, he was on last night. Because <laughs> it was the Bears. And he's from Chicago. Yeah. Um, Charlotte fires their head coach, Will Healy. Um don't really have much more other to say than another head coach fired. Uh, as Adam alluded to earlier, Linda White was on Bustin' with the boys um, recently and told the story of when he got a new apartment in downtown Los Angeles when he was at USC. He walked into his new apartment and just found a 150K in a duffel bag. Yep, and that's how it was done in the good old days. Dude, that's that's the golden area. Golden I think, area. Yeah, I think, I think we just bring that back. I'm perfectly fine with it. I mean, McDonald's bags, duffel bags, and, you know, I mean, it's it's obviously less, 150K for a good running back. I mean, that's that's a bargain these days. I mean, you have to you have to think, though, back when Lindell White was playing, 150K did go a long way. Oh, well, yeah. Welcome to Joe's America. <laughs> hey, you want to know another thing, too, that's hilarious? It's two parts to this. One is, I can't believe, like, you don't hear more stories about this. Because you know it happened all the time. Everybody knows it happened. I mean, you got right. prominent people just basically saying, yeah, it happened. But there's no anecdotal stories. Well, you, I'm sure you got guys who want to, like, protect their image and don't want to admit that they took money. Dude. And you got guys like Reggie Bush who are trying to, you know, get he's trying to get his Heisman Trophy back and his teammates, you know, telling tell everybody about the 150K in cash he found in his apartment. So, so the Heisman Trophy, like, my – so they give that to you, like after the ceremony, right? Like you take that home with you. Now, I think you actually get two. I think you get one for yourself and one for the school. Okay, so but he has like the physical Heisman Trophy. Like they didn't come to his house and take it away. Uh, yeah, I think this is the USC one. I think he just does still have. Well, it. When they okay. hand out the new trophy, his name's not on it. 
Yeah, but that's, like, but yeah, he still has I just a think physical. It's, one. I, I just I, like in, in a way, I think I think it's hilarious. Somebody just like knocked on his door, and they're like, "You got to get this back." Yeah, the FBI shows up. Hey, Reggie, uh, we're gonna need that trophy, dog. <laughs> hey, real talk though, I, I don't. I mean, I get why they stripped him, but I don't get it because it's not like he was taking performance enhancing drugs, or that's what he got busted for. That dude was a dude. He was the best player on the dude, best he was team. So good. It's yeah. double A from time to time wants to make an example out of somebody, and he just happened to be the guy. Yeah, but he still is the Heisman. I don't care what people say. Oh, no, no, no. There's yeah. no doubt in my mind. I mean, he's, in my opinion, probably one of the top 10 college football players of all time. Uh, I mean, 100%. I wouldn't kinda, argue that. It's kind of like the Barry Bonds argument. Like, did he take steroids? Probably. Well, he did. But he had he like, the best swing ever. Like, he still was like a freak. Yeah, I mean, I don't hate it, the fact that he had the best swing ever and then he took steroids, which allowed him to maintain that best swing ever for an extra 15 years. <laughs> uh, speaking of records, Montana State set the Division One record by recording four safeties in one game. I for sure, for sure thought this was going to be an Iowa record. Uh, well, fun Iowa fact, uh, in their last game against Ohio State, they would have been better off punting instead of running offensive plays. Yeah, I saw that. They would have... Uh basically got nine points back. Yeah, so they would have gained like they would have gained fourteen yards of field position overall throughout the game. Uh but the guy was like, but they scored three points, but then again they also threw a pick six, so they actually would come out net positive on points because <laughs> you wipe away the field goal, but you also wipe away the pick six. So they still would have came out three points ahead. And the offense coordinator still has his job because it's his son. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, a, that's a awful. That's awful. All right. Anybody else got anything for headlines? Uh, I, don't, I don't really think of anything in the last two weeks. Yeah, last week was kind of a blur. Um, all right, so yeah, moving on to game know. reviews. Uh, Adam, uh, Bama bounces back after an embarrassing loss to Tennessee. I wouldn't say embarrassing. I would say more of a character-building game, um, kind of show where we need to work on. And um, I think we came out and our defense played great. We're also eight and zero every time Taylor Swift releases an album. So that's a that's a fun stat for everyone. Um, so Mississippi State just can't catch a break. Yeah, I'm not too surprised by this. I mean, the, I mean it's a is. Mississippi State, I mean, they're a Mike Leach team. There's no other way to put it. They'll, they'll, they'll lose some games they should win. They'll win some games they should lose. They're always going to lose to the really well-coached teams. I mean, uh, we shut them out. I mean, they scored on the last play of the game. Well, then you didn't shut them out. Yeah, did, but we pretty much shut them out. Did y'all no, see the Mike – did y'all see the, the Leach presser? Did you, did you see I him? didn't. I saw a lot I of reaction about it, but did. I, didn't, I didn't watch it. I did. It was. He, he's, he's pretty funny. He Basically, he was just like, every time our players walk out and they see someone with that big A on their helmet, he's well, like, scared. Did you see what it. he said about natural selection? No. He was, talking, he was like talking about their team, like how like people evolve. And he was like, I'm really afraid that like our players, like kids, are not going to have hands. Referring to like all the drop balls they had. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it, it he's great. a savage fan. I mean, our defense looked a lot better. I mean, it is Mississippi State. It's not Tennessee. Um, Eli Ricks looked good. So How has he not been playing? I have no idea. Because he, he looked incredible. 
He did look real good. He must oh, just yeah. be. He did a great job guarding the three star wide receivers in Mississippi State. Get ready for him. <laughs> that is true. One of the starting wide receivers <laughs> for Mississippi State was a guy I, who didn't even get on the field at Georgia. And that's saying something considerable. I can't wait to see what uh, reception he gets at Death Valley. Oh, dude. It's going to be some FU chance. I can pretty much guarantee that. <laughs> yeah. After his mom promised that he wasn't going to transfer. He's Whatever. Yeah, apparently they played neck after LSU rushed the field after beating Ole Miss. I wasn't there for that, so I can't confirm or deny. Just get all the penalties. Bottom line is Alabama's back, and we look better than ever. I wouldn't go that far. Well, talking about a team looking better than ever, how about them Tigers? They look good. They did look great. I've been saying it all season. You take away three of those penalties and that on Ole Miss's second drive, I mean, you're looking at a 45 to 13 game. I've I've been saying it all season. Like, LSU, they should have beat Florida State, and they beat themselves against Tennessee. They didn't give them a chance to get in the game. I still don't think we beat Tennessee. You probably don't, but at least you make it a game. At least we make it a game. Because, you know, it's an 11 o'clock game, so you can't hold that against us. It almost doesn't count. I mean, you know, we play 15, 11 o'clock games in the history of our program. Yeah, we play one every other week. I'm We're just not, mad that Georgia and Tennessee is not the night game. Like, it's Bama and LSU. I know. But we will never, we, we will not get, I know the Death Valley be a, no, no. I mean, I, 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 the night game's going to be sweet, but I think we'd play better if it was a three o'clock game. Well, like, I've, got a, I've got an interesting set for you later. Uh, I just feel like every time we played in a, Stadium that's been loud. We just we have twenty penalties. Oh, dude, and it is going to be as long as we don't start off horrible. That place is going to be rocking. Yeah. Uh, As far as the game itself goes, I mean, there's really nothing to be upset about. You, I mean, we shut them out in the second half. Picked up thirty-five first downs throughout the game. They only had like seventy-seven yards in the second half. I mean, we just we just dominated them. Uh, I mean, there's really. I mean, we we even fair caught correctly fair caught a punt, and everybody stood up and clapped. Jay Daniels looked good too. Yeah, he started to really feel it. Yeah, I mean, last two weeks he's got like. Hey, hey, I'm just gl- I'm just glad he's finding his stride right before the Alabama game. Like, <laughs> he's having fun, man. He's having a great time back there. He's like Bo Nix out in Oregon, man. He's just having fun. Just, hey, just, don't just, don't underestimate people just going out there and having fun. I mean, it's all Johnny Manziel used to do. All, all I'm saying is this. Jaden Daniels very much fits the typical mold of quarterbacks that have beaten Alabama over the years. I know. <laughs> Yawn. <laughs> I mean, uh, we'll you talk about it later. Yeah, my we, highest, my yeah highest we got two more weeks. Prospects. Uh, we got a, we had two more weeks. We don't play this weekend, so we get a, we get a week of rest. Uh, Tennessee destroys UT Martin 65-24. to 24. I mean, this game is over. Oh, it was it was fifty one to three going into half. Yeah. So, dude, Joe Milton, the backup. I watched this with my wife. Joe Milton is he's not a smart man. <laughs> he is not a good quarterback. <laughs> he's got a cannon for an arm, but he his decision making is is something to behold. Uh, speaking of quarterbacks with questionable decision making, uh, Clemson benches, benches DJ Ingalele and then comes back to beat Syracuse 27-21. Who, who would have saw that coming? Kate coming. I in, mean, dude, he, charge. DJ looked terrible. I watched yeah. some of that game. I mean, 
He just doesn't look good. I watched a good bit of it before I left to go to the LSU game. Does DJU transfer to Texas a <laughs> No, I think DJ probably starts Dude. this game for him. I mean, honestly, uh, if he does dead. leave Clemson, Dude, go to uh, UCLA. That's that would actually be a great place for him. I mean, he's not super fast, but he's a better thrower than DTR. Yeah, for sure. If he if he could just speed up his decision making, he would be fine. He's well, got just everything. go to the Pac-12 where the defenses suck. Yeah, exactly. Then you can just have fun. And just have I'm a good sorry, time. but the, 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 I, I, he the is I hate ACC. More, <laughs> I hate more than ever that Clemson rushes the field every game. It's something I didn't I really, know that. I, 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 I didn't know that. that they rush the field every game. It Apparently so. Like, it, 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 no, no, it doesn't matter who they play. Yeah. Dude, luckily they're not in the SEC because they'd be paying like a million dollars a game. Like, it's a tradition, so they're allowed to get away with it. Huh, you know what else is a tradition? Neck. We can't get away with that. Yeah, fair enough. I don't know the last time Georgia rushed the field. I mean, seriously, I, it's it's had to be a long uh, time. Until Saturday, the last time for us was 2018 against Georgia. Uh, yeah, I was there. Yeah, we didn't go out on the field. <laughs> I wasn't going to make you rush the field on your own team. <laughs> Dude, I would have found Miko Hardeman and punched him. Like, how dare you fumble that ball? <laughs> better hope Jermaine Burton's not out there, bro. Out, dude, get a receipt. Corey, I didn't put your sister right in the line of fire. I, 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 this is bad, but I, I legit laughed when I was listening to Saban. He was like, I was scared. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know why. You're, so 50, when I you're a seven-year-old man with yeah. two six-four state state officers next to you. Why are you yeah. scared? Yeah, yeah. What? I'm scared. What? I mean, the Jermaine Burton thing, I mean. I, I get it. He should have put his hands on her. He should have put his hands on her. No, no. But no, it wasn't no, no. malicious. He just kind of like, you know, yeah. just a little shit. But but I get I get like a kid. You're like, you're mad. And then all of a sudden you have all these people running at you, like probably saying it's Hey, dude, honestly, she probably called him the N-word. <laughs> I mean, let's be real here. She might have said something not nice to him. Yeah, she might have crossed the line. But yeah, uh, she did something. The the woke mob definitely was trying. You know, to, she probably uh, said she probably said you never should have left Georgia, and he got real mad. <laughs> Cancel Saban. I mean, <laughs> my dad called me the other day. He's like, "You think the university is going to come down and save him?" And I was like, "Ain't no chance, <laughs> dude. There's no way. <laughs> Ain't no chance." Uh, Ohio State beats Iowa fifty-four to ten. Uh, I didn't watch much of this game. Yeah. I didn't either. I mean, uh, when's Ohio State going to play someone that's? But they don't play Michigan until like the last week of the season. Oh, dude. Uh, I'm pretty sure Ohio State's. I mean, they got Penn State this week. I think that's their toughest game aside from Michigan. I mean, and their schedule's awful, man. Well, I mean, to, in their defense, they did schedule Notre Dame. It's just no one realized Notre Dame was going to be hot ass. Yeah, I can't say a whole lot because our next three years of competition are now going to be. Oh, worse. dude. Our like, schedule for the next three years is pathetic. In like 2025, we have to play like USC, Clemson, and Texas. Well, we had Oklahoma and a home and home for the next two seasons, but they made us cancel it and we replaced it with Ball State. I mean, it's a strong, a strong key. I just don't. I guess it was last second. Can we talk about how, like, anytime you see, like, oh, yeah, Alabama scheduled this team for, like, 2046. Like, I'm like, dude, I don't care. <laughs> they they, do, they, they schedule games so far out of advance. It's like, dude, just 
I guess it's just the money involved. As long as it's like marquee home and home series, I'm fine with it. Get rid of neutral site games early in the season. Um, I don't know. I mean, you got to schedule this stuff. I mean, everything's already booked out so far in advance now. I mean, we know our non-conference schedules for 2025 and 2026, you know? Like, I mean, you got to announce the 2040 games now. Uh, hopefully, Saban's gone by then. Um, His hair is looking good, though. He got a fresh dye job. Uh, since he beats SMU 29 to 27. Uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't see this, see this game, but I saw it was on and I watched bits and pieces of it, but I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. I'll, I'll be honest. I didn't get to watch near as much football as normal. I don't really know why or what has happened. In uh, life that maybe cost. because you have a, uh, a child. Ah, yeah. ah, ah. That's it. I didn't, I mean, I spent most of my day at the LSU game, so I didn't watch a ton yeah. of it either. Um, Wake Forest beats Boston College 43-15. to 15. Like a drum. Um, Oklahoma State pulls it out against Texas. I know they were losing late in this one. Um, so, good comeback by the Cowboys. Yeah, you hate to see it for Texas. Mm, I don't. <laughs> uh, probably the biggest game of the weekend, Oregon beats UCLA 45-30. to 30. I mean, at this point, Georgia's got the best quality win. Yeah, Oregon's Oregon has turned out to be a very good team. So like, it is I mean, so strange to say that, but yeah, it that's, does appear that's so. Literally, that's the that's like the biggest quality win for. I mean, besides probably Tennessee beating us. Yeah, well, I mean, the biggest knock on Oregon now is that. I mean, the one thing you can say is, well, the Oregon team now is a completely different team than what played in Week One, which, which is fair. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I mean, completely you can rule say that out. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's with all these new coaches, except for you know Miami, I guess. And yeah, I mean, even you know USC too. I mean, they're better now than they were earlier in the season because yeah. they've gotten things figured out. I would argue USC is kind of taking a step back as the season's gone on. It's a competition. USC has a very same issue as Texas does. They've got a really great front line, but they have no depth. Yeah, absolutely none. So if they um, get in a dog fight, they're, they're and they play in a weaker conference. Yeah. Um, Tulane beats Memphis 38-28. Uh, Tulane, man. Great season for the Green Wave. Uh, they need to calm down with, you know, calling themselves the best team in Louisiana a little bit. But, you know, for now, talk your shit. Yeah, and then the game of the century, <laughs> Beamer Ball beats A&M. I mean. 24, man. Jimbo, Jimbo has to be the most hated man in College Station today. <laughs> Uh, probably not. Scott Woodward. <laughs> they still think it's they still they're blaming Woodward for the extension too, which I don't see how it's possible he wasn't there. Ah, uh, yeah, that's fair. But yeah, like Woodward sabotaged us. He intentionally hired a bad coach. Like, okay, <laughs> y'all still agreed to pay him the money. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who who do you think's more upset, A and M or Michigan State, dude? I mean, it's easy to say Michigan State, but A&M got a worse record. They have a losing record. I mean, isn't this, uh, what is this, season three for Mel Tucker? Season two. Is it season two? It's just yeah, last, two. Year, last year was his first season. Okay, so there is a chance. Before that. There is a chance that this is just the way the talent kind of shook out and they could be back next year. Well, the concerning thing about both of them is this: the side where they struggle is their coach's specialty side. 
I mean, that's fair. Mel Tucker was a great DB coach at Georgia, and he is an awful. Honestly, and I think they're going to be too scared to fire him. I mean, would you fire Mel Tucker? It's a fully guaranteed contract, Adam. They they, they can't. They're in the same boat as Texas A&M, like almost dollar to dollar. But they don't have – they don't have the money to pay him off. Right, they don't hire. have oil boosters rolling around in East Lansing. My thing is, like, with A&M, if, if, like, it gets to where these kids, like, I don't know how it works, but, like, if they're leaving and the, these boosters are watching these kids leave, like, they're not going to put up any more money. They, like, they've proven that this year. They're not spending near the money this year. That's this what year. I'm saying. They're, like, they're not going to, like, you know, be throwing money, like, so then it's just going to be a huge dumpster fire. I think that's a big difference between the two as well. Like Michigan State, even with this state of the program as far as how they're doing this year, I think they still have a better opportunity to bring in better recruits and more talent going into next year. Not better than A&M, just I think they can still improve. Whereas I don't think Texas A&M can save face in any way. I don't think they're going to – I mean, you can already see – that they sh- they they shot their shot last year. They spent all the money. Yeah, well, I remember reading last year that you know the consensus was they were going to go all in for the next couple of years because they know once Texas joins, they're kind of screwed. Um, which I mean, it it definitely appears to be that that is the case right now. Um, dude, I don't know, man. I just, I mean, they had the greatest recruiting class of all time last year. Uh, and this year they're currently sitting with 12 recruits at 17th, which is not, you know, it's not horrible. It's just, you can definitely see, I mean, where, where everybody else up front in front of them in the, in the twenties, they've got 20 some kids. I, I don't think people are, I think a lot of kids are backing off A&M. Well, there's a lot of like uncommitted kids that they're in on, but I mean, would you want to go there right now? No. If they're not offering you just a stupid amount of money? No. I mean, and here's the thing. What what have you seen that's going to make it's going to be better in the next year or two? And cuz the answer is nothing. There's no quarterback there outside of Wigman. And we don't know. I mean, he didn't look great, but he's a freshman, so But I mean, if Haynes King is the guy, you're screwed. <laughs> That dude's throwing. Yeah, I mean, they got a. That, that throwing motion. I mean, the freshman didn't look much better, but. Well, I mean, he's a freshman. There's time for him to improve. But as far as bringing in recruits. Yeah, but who's coaching him? Yeah, fair enough. And it's not a good look for AM. They're they are in trouble. Who's Who's been, like, the last, like, really good player to, like, come out of AM and, like, play well in, like, the NFL? They're all defensive guys. I mean, Miles uh, Garrett and guys Miles, like that. I was going to say Miles Garrett is the one I think of immediately. I mean, I can't think. I mean, they produced some good offensive linemen from the Matthews brothers. Um, I was going to say that their offensive line just every year they've got somebody. Well, they're off. I think they got a Matthews on the team right now, and the offensive line is still garbage. (laughs) They got the black sheep of the family. I guess, dude. I don't even think he's playing. I think he's a center, and he's got. uh, Well, their starting center, I think, is hurt for the rest of the year now. So the real question is. Is Auburn a, a the, like a bigger dumpster fire to where the Carlsons aren't going to go to Auburn anymore? Nah, because at the end of the day, I mean, 
I don't know how much the program being a dumpster fire really. I mean, honestly, if the program's terrible, that's probably a good thing for a punter. You get to show off a little bit more. He's a kicker, but you know. Well, whatever. Same thing. Uh, yeah, I mean, if I like to your question, like, I think they can get money somewhere else. They don't have to go to a college station to get it. No, no, no. They, it's for sure the case. Yeah. Um, it may not be as much, but you can still get paid. Uh, let's keep it moving along. Uh, Penn State blows out Minnesota. Um, TCU, TCU completes a comeback against Kansas State. Uh, that was a pretty entertaining game. I did watch a little bit of that. Yeah. Uh, Baylor beats Kansas, 35-23. Kansas's miracle year is coming to a slow end like we all expected. Well, they got their more than three wins, so. Yeah. Um, Maryland beats Northwestern. UTSA beats North Texas. Meet me. Um, Oregon State beats Colorado, and Washington be- Washington beats Cal. The Washington beating Cal by one touchdown to me is one of the surprising. Washington, I can't. What I, what happened to them, man? Penix was tearing it up, and then it just went. Just it's Pac twelve, dude. Just every just, year, there's a team in the Pac twelve tearing it up early that just falls apart in the middle of the year. It's a tale as old as time. It is so weird. Going on going on eight, nine games and a team that started like five and oh is just unranked. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, no one watches the Pac twelve. <clears throat> I actually I mean, I've really grown to enjoy it this season. I like the Pac twelve after dark. I'll be right back, guys. Okay. Um all right, so moving on to winners and losers. Jared, let's just start. Uh, yeah, so I'm probably stealing this one from you a little bit, but LSU uh, was a great win over Ole Miss. Ole Miss may have been a top 10 fraud, but still, still a big win for LSU. Oregon, making that Georgia schedule, uh, strength of schedule even stronger, big win over UCLA. And South Carolina, just beamer ball <laughs> all the way to the house. First play of the game was a 100-yard touchdown return. My losers, of course, coming right off that is Texas A&M. Uh, the joke is they're Texas 8-4, but I don't think they're going to make it 8-4 this year. They're they may go 4-8. Like, they might. They're terrible. They've got one, maybe two wins left on their schedule. Uh, Iowa, because they just refuse to have offense. And then Texas for finding a way to clutch <laughs> loss from the jaws of victory. Um, all right, Adam's not here to do his, so I'll, I'll do mine. Uh, obviously, I gotta go with LSU. Um, it's, I mean, it hasn't been that long, but it's been quite a while since I've been, you know, sitting here on the bye week looking forward to head to the first weekend of November. LSU's tied for first place in the West. We got Bama coming to town for a night game in Death Valley. I mean, that's that's what college football is all about to LSU fans. Um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna I'm gonna blow some smoke up your skirt here for a second. I am a thousand percent bought in that LSU can beat Bama. I don't um, know. We can. They they're not great on the road. Um, they've struggled no. on the road recently, which is a you know, I think it's a big deal. Um, I mean, we can we can't afford a slow start like we've had every game this year. <clears throat> And then, I mean, it's just going to come down to the adjustments. I mean, we've made some great, like, halftime and in-game adjustments to shut down, you know, 
Mississippi State and shut down Ole Miss and do all that. Um, I don't know, man. It's it's hard to not be happy with what I've seen so far. Uh, the team, they look like they're getting better every week. They, every, everybody seems bought in. Like, even Kayshawn seems like he's bought in. Um, they look like they're having fun. And, I mean, they're just – they're going out there and playing good football. So, I mean, it's kind of it's – it's, it's hard to be upset about anything right now. Yeah, I mean – we're further ahead now than I thought we would be when the season started. And I, I'm right there with you because first that, year head coach is great. After the FSU game, I'm a thousand percent going to tell you. I thought y'all were going to be what Miami is right now. Yeah, I and mean y'all have bounced back tremendously, and y'all look great. Y'all look if they don't great. quit, I'll give them that. Like they don't give up. Um, I don't know. It's just. We're in a much better situation than we have been outside of 2019 for probably the last 10 years, I feel like. Yeah, I was really surprised because after just the way, just the way y'all lost that game and just the way things went, I was like, oh no, there are locker room issues. Maybe the coaches aren't gelling. And after that loss, man, the whole team, I mean, just outside of looking in, it looks like LSU's come together. We did have a couple of the dreaded uh, player-only meetings that don't always produce positive results. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but it seems like they've actually worked in our favor this year, so it's nice to see. Also, uh, Harold Perkins, talk about a dude that didn't I, – I, who I a thousand percent, percent thought was going to chase the bag, didn't. And well, we don't know sure. Well, I mean, he went to LSU instead of going to – a&M. Yeah, this, this might be a prime example of LSU offered just enough for him to say no to what Texas A&M is offering. I mean, it may be, but I mean, that needs to be an example to Cruz. Like, you're going to get paid, but you got to go where you are the best fit or you want to go because he's getting to play. He's making an impact. And you'll make more money long term. Yeah, he like, is. He's gonna... not like a, you might get a bag, or, but if you go somewhere like that, that you're, they're going to develop you, I mean, he'll he'll go for probably early in, a, in the draft. Well, he's, a, he's a freshman, right? True freshman. Yeah, yeah. he's going to be a freak. I mean, yeah. put it this way. B.J. Ojolari is a guaranteed first-round pick in the upcoming draft class. We are taking him off the field so Harold Perkins can play. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it says a lot. Um. So my stat that I wanted to give to Adam is LSU is 2-0 and against Alabama since 2004 in night home games that weren't aired on CBS. I mean, you said it yourself. This is the year where shooks get broken. So this, You need to pull your mic a little closer to your – I thought I'd never say this, but just a little bit closer to your face. I mean, you were the one that said this is the year for streaks to be broken. Yeah. I mean, if there's ever a year, it's this one. It's our year. And I will rush the field for that one. I promise you that. I want a video. I want a video. Oh, I'll I'll I'll, I'll record a video for sure. Oh, I definitely. Man, I'm gonna I go find Jermaine Burton and put a phone in his face. Did you know they uh, after I kicked you that Ricks? Did you know they released the odds for the Bama LSU game? Whatever, like seventeen point underdogs. And the fourteen and a half. That eh, makes sense. That's a lot of points. That's a lot of points. You know, I guarantee. I, I would bet by the time the game kicks off, it'll be down to like ten. It said earlier this season the betting line was at 17, but it's moved down to 14. That's just, dude, I don't that know. Is, that is a big ask. At at a 
playing away. I mean, y'all are still what? Y'all are still ten point favorites against Tennessee, right? No, nah, we were like uh, seven. Six oh, and no, a we half. Were Wait, was it? I thought it was six and a half. What did it come out as? Now, what did it finish as? It was minus nine. Oh. Okay. So ten points. I mean, it makes sense. Um, and for my losers, Notre Dame, Florida, and Texas A&M. After all the shit these teams talked this offseason about how bad of a hire we made, it nothing makes me happier than seeing all three of them in like serious midlife crisis. This has been a good year for LSU, just especially with all the external factors. As far as like, did y'all make the right hire? <laughs> it certainly looks like it. Yeah, Florida, you have Florida, <laughs> the Florida guy. What he like? He flicked off the camera. He was like, man, F this team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The way that guy's a walk-on. Yeah, he is a walk-on, but it's still so funny. All right, Adam, winners and losers. Uh, winners, I got LSU. Um, that was obviously the biggest win for y'all this season. And then I got ERX because he's back. Our defense is back. <laughs> Until uh, Maybe. Allegedly. I don't know. We'll see how he does against LSU. Yeah. Do y'all? I haven't. As far as receivers go, do y'all have? Uh, we're deep. How do y'all compare against? Wide receivers probably our deepest position. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Like legit, we have like so. Kayshawn hadn't been tearing it up this year. Um, he's been doing better the last couple games. Um, and then we got Malik Neighbors, the guy who dropped the punts against Florida State. He's having a really good season. And then uh, Brian Thomas is just a freak. He's like 6'3", runs like a 4'4". He's just just a freak. And then Jare Jenkins, um, who's been like one of the steadiest players at LSU for his four years. He's just been consistently pretty good. Um, and then Mason Taylor's look good coming out of the tight end position too. So, I mean, we don't have a lack of receivers. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be – I think it's We don't have, like, one guy who can take over a game, like the dude from Tennessee or, like, a Jamar Chase. I don't think – I mean, if Butte was 100% healthy, which I'm still not sure he is, I mean, he's probably the closest thing we would have to, like, a Chase or a Jefferson. But it's, like, the other guys are big guys that are really good at running routes. And I mean, honestly, Jane Daniels has thrown some extremely good footballs the last two weeks. Yeah, man, he looks good. Like, I'm talking like, because I'm, I mean, obviously, I got to watch a lot of it from the field for this past week. But I mean, there were some hitch routes that he threw where, I mean, they're, you know, out and away from the wide receiver where the defensive back doesn't even have a chance to come close and make a play on it. I didn't realize Jaden Daniels played at Arizona State. Yeah, he was a two year starter there. The How only, did he do? He, his freshman year was the only year he actually had a good wide receiver and he actually had pretty good numbers. Yeah. Uh, oh. So, yeah, I mean, we can talk about LSU Bama a little bit more next week, but yeah. I'm excited going into it. Um, like you missed it, but I was talking about, you know, here we are in the bye week. LSU's tied for first place in the West. Bama's coming to Baton Rouge. It's a night game. I mean, as LSU fans, and I'm sure Bama fans probably feel the same way too. I mean, we've, there's been so many years that we've looked forward to this particular weekend and now it's back. Dude. And I've always said like, and you can attest to this. I've always said college football is a lot better when LSU is good because right. we get we get this game that's like the the pretty much like the SEC West. I mean, think about it. For 10 years, that was the game of the year pretty much every yep. year. 
that was a, you know almost a guaranteed top five game, which with both teams being in the top five, the atmosphere is always crazy. Um, it's been like the biggest game of the year for like for like ten years straight until I guess twenty twenty. So yeah. glad, glad to have it back. Yeah, it's gonna be. We'll talk about it next week, but it's gonna be electric. Yeah, no, it's gonna be rocking. All right, so pick up standings. Uh, Jared is still in first place. He is in the top fifteen hundred. You you put one thousand, but I had to keep you honest. No, no, no. I I, could, I was searching earlier, and I was like, I cannot find the exact number. It just says one k. But yeah, I'm looking on my phone. You like your your picks sheet, it should have your rank in there. I, I was doing it on my phone. It just kept yeah. saying one k, and I was like, that can't be it. I never went back and fixed it, so I appreciate you putting the actual number. Yeah. Well, I actually broke the top one thousand last year. So. so, well, I'm aiming for it. We'll see. <laughs> Uh, Adam is Adam has moved past me for second place. I have not been doing well the last couple of weeks. Uh, I'm still in third, uh, but Beef and the NCAA 14 Sims are only one game behind me right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then it's Dan and then my wife. Yeah, uh, which means she's she's been going through a lot, so we'll, we'll cut her some slack. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's move on to the previews. Uh, all right, so for the picking games this week, Ohio State is a 14-and-a-half-point favorite on the road at Penn State. I'm going to go ahead with Ohio State here. I think Penn State's a little bit of a fraud. I do, too. I think Penn State's the same team they all they are every year, where they're overranked. Their defense is not that good. They just beat up on worse teams early in the season. I got Ohio State. Wait, where's this game at? Uh, it's at Penn State. All right, I'm going to go Penn State. It's 14 okay. points. Yeah. Uh, NCAA 14 Sim has Ohio State winning 59 to 7. Yeah, that seems about right. That, might that actually, 7 that was might late. Accurate. That 7 <laughs> was very late. Uh, Notre Dame is heading to Syracuse, and the Orange are two and a half point favorite. Uh, I, I got Syracuse in this one. I got Syracuse as well. I got Syracuse as well. I do think, I think Notre Dame actually will win this one, but I'm going to pick Syracuse. Uh, Syracuse in the Sim won 28 to 14. Is Notre Dame, are they on a four-game winning streak? No, they lost to Stanford two weeks ago. One in like eight Stanford they lost to. Yeah. Uh, I, just, I just don't trust Notre Dame. In the SWAT game of the week, Southern is playing uh, Dion-led Jackson State. Uh, the Ti- Jackson State Tigers are a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, I'm, I'm going to pick – Jack State here because I know nothing about Southern. Southern's actually, from what I understand, they're pretty good this year, so I'm going with Southern. So this is a dumb question, but Jackson State seven and zero. Do they play like any like real teams? Like any- uh, it's all they pretty much only play Division two teams. I don't think they played a Division one team this year. Okay. Or a one a. I forget how they. Oh, they've only played FCS teams. No FBS teams. I think. And if it is an F- FBS team, it's like a group of five teams. Um, this, neither of these teams are in NCAA 14, so the Sim is also going to pick Southern. Uh, the world's largest outdoor cocktail party, Georgia, is a 21-and-a-half-point favorite against Florida. Uh, I'm really, Georgia? No, it's in, no Jacksonville. it's in Jacksonville. It's a neutral site. It's, it's always abom- it's an abomination. It's a hundred year old abomination. I'm gonna go Florida in this. I think Georgia. Wins. 21, 21 and a half is a yeah. lot of points. It is so many points. Goes. I just for, have a, hard for a time. big rivalry game like this, and Florida had a bye week. 
We got it too. Yeah, we had a bye week, but we just that's I was just reading while we were talking here. We lost the starting safety for the year. So okay. well, I, I hate to do it, but I I, I think I'm gonna go Florida. I, I'm gonna pick Georgia just because I'm a homer, but yeah, I don't. Uh, I I think Florida is probably the safer pick to be honest. Uh, yeah, I mean, twenty. It's a huge ask. That's that's a lot of points. It is a lot of points, and I don't think it's gonna be last year's score. I mean, Georgia's got a good team, but it's not last year's team. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Florida's gonna give you twenty-one in the second quarter like they did last year. Uh, it <laughs> might. And, who knows? And, and literally, I mean. Anthony Richardson, man, he may he may just gift us twenty one points in a minute and a half. You never know. They may come out and pull a Texas A and M, let you get up seventeen early, give up seventeen early, or else don't put, you get don't, you don't put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Uh, <laughs> uh, NCAA fourteen has the dogs winning forty eight to twenty one. Um, Oklahoma State is a one and a half point favorite on the road at Kansas State. I cannot stand these point and a half. These are pick'em games. Uh, I'm gonna pick OK State, but ugh. Ugh. I'm gonna go OK State too. I'm gonna go K State too. Manhattan almost falls into like Morgantown and wherever Purdue's from territory, where like they pretty much always win at home in these type of games. Um, wait, 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 wait. Who are you picking? I'm picking Kansas State. Okay, I, I'm picking Oklahoma State. No, 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 I know. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I thought we. I, <laughs> OK State and K State, it kind of blurred together. Oh, yeah, no, I get that. Um, NCAA 14 has Oklahoma State winning 31 to 28. Uh, this was actually a wild game. Uh, it was tied up 28 uh, 28 with nine seconds left. For whatever reason, Kansas State starts throwing the ball. Adrian Martinez throws an interception, and Oklahoma State kicks the game winning field goal as time expired. <laughs> Dude, whoever did the AI for the late game management for the CPU on NCA, dude, it's so bad. Did not do a good job. It's so bad. Yeah, I'm sure like, games. yeah, Oklahoma State had like a 14 point lead. I mean, uh, Kansas State had a 14 point lead at one point too, like right before halftime, and they turned it over like two times, and it was tied going in the half. It was that was just a wild game. Um, Cincinnati is a one and a half point favorite on the road at UCF. I actually like Cincinnati here. I'm not. I'm not a big believer in UCF this year. I'm not either. I'm also going to take Cincinnati. I'm going to go Cincinnati as well. Um, weird score. NCAA has UCF winning 29 to 5. Weird. That's got to be on like somebody's bingo card, right? I mean, <laughs> who knows? Uh, Missouri is traveling to South Carolina. Uh, the Gamecocks are a four and a half point favorite. Uh, I'm going to roll South Carolina here. This is a field game for me. I feel like big letdown coming for the Gamecocks. I'm going Missouri. I'm going to go South Carolina. Uh, all right. Yeah, one of the few ranked uh, ranked on ranked matchups for this week. Um, actually, I guess not. There's three of them in here. Uh, Kentucky is traveling to Tennessee. The Vols are an 11.5 point favorite and are playing in uh, the black uniforms. Is Will so, Levis back? So, uh, uh, yeah, he is. So. Yeah, he is. Otherwise, the line would be like 20. Yeah, for um, sure. he. So I live in like massive Tennessee fandom, and yeah. the tennis Tennessee fans are hilarious. Like they're, they're like they can't just enjoy like having a good season. They're like they're all automatically assuming that they're going to lose to Kentucky. Like it's it's hilarious. I mean, dude. I've to be fair, I've, yeah, I've lived in that. <laughs> to be fair, there would be nothing more Tennessee and Georgia than to be one in three. 
and then Georgia lose to Florida and Tennessee lose yeah, to Kentucky. No, no, they're, they're fully, they're fully like, they're like ready, like they're to lose to Kentucky. Uh, I think Tennessee is probably going to blow Kentucky out of the water just because I of the too. matchup. I so too. I'm, I'm going to pick Tennessee here. Um, NCAA agrees with us. They've got Tennessee winning 52 to 14. I didn't bring this one up either, but the NCAA 14 has South Carolina winning 31 to 10. Um, Michigan State is traveling to Michigan. The Wolverines are a 21 and a half point favorite. Okay, so this this is a big spread for this game because I mean Michigan's not I, really great at the pass, and Michigan yeah. State's terrible at the pass. So it kind of lines up for Michigan State to cover the spread. Yeah, but is Michigan State any good at stopping the run? Because Michigan is very good at running the football. All Michigan does, I was going to say, all they do is run the ball. I mean, I think they're good enough to cover the spread. I can see this going exactly like the Penn State game, where it's close until about halfway through the third quarter, and then Michigan just starts breaking off huge runs. Yeah, maybe so. Is the Michigan-Ohio State game at Ohio State this year? Uh, I'm not sure. I forget where I it was. It, it is at the Horseshoe. Yeah. Um, uh, right I'm now, Michigan, I don't feel great about laying 21 and a half points, but I don't think Michigan State's very good. I, I picked Michigan as well, but I do not like it. Uh, NCAA 14 actually has Michigan State winning outright 28-25. I don't see that happening. <laughs> I love the Sims sometimes. They're just great. <laughs> uh, Stanford is heading to UCLA. UCLA is a 16-and-a-half point favorite. Okay, so I'm picking UCLA to cover, but the, the, the score and the Sim that I'm reading right here totally checks out. Yeah, 37-30, to 30, yeah. Dude, I don't know, man. I haven't watched any of Stanford, so I have no idea if they but if they're, they're even terrible. Right. They're terrible. Did, until you said they beat Notre Dame, right? Yeah, they, they did, but I, I mean, I'll right, with Stanford here. I can, see, I can see Stanford covering. I, I also think that there's going to be six. All right, well, we're all going down the ship. I'll take Stanford as well. Uh, I'm, I'm going to UCLA. Michigan but... State versus Michigan. 69. 69. Uh, yeah, so UCLA was down 14 with five minutes to go and comes back and wins the game 37 to 30. My man. It is a wild game. Um, so for non-pick'em games, Arkansas is a three-and-a-half-point favorite at Auburn. I think this is two pool noodles fighting each other, um, but I guess I'm going to go with Arkansas. I got to go with Arkansas. Yeah, I go with Arky. Um. Utah is a seven and a half point favorite on the road at Washington State. I'm gonna go with uh, Utah. I'm gonna go with Utah as well. I'll go with the other one just to go against Shaw. All right. Well, we don't. These don't actually matter. Uh, and Ole Miss is a two and a half point favorite on the road at Texas A&M. <clears throat> I'm gonna go Ole, Ole Miss. Miss. I'm okay. hammering Ole Miss. Um, as far as NCAA 24, no new news really there. No updates on the dynasty because we've just kind of been slacking with it, and Adam still needs to play uh, Mississippi State. We are getting close I, to the end of the season. Will yeah, thank God I had mine come off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> you're not gonna, you're not gonna make the SEC championship for sure. 
It's going to be Tennessee. It's going to be LSU, Tennessee, and the SEC championship. <laughs> Shit, it could, this could be what happens. I, <laughs> I said that. Happens. I said that to Corey earlier when you were yeah. gone. I was like, "It's insane how realistic of a chance it is that it could be LSU and Dude, Tennessee." Dude, I'm not like plus twenty five hundred for LSU to win the SEC is. I mean, as far as value goes, it's not a bad value. You're pretty much just saying that. You're pretty much just betting that they beat us and they beat Georgia or Tennessee. I mean, I'll say this, Corey. If I had a hundred dollars in legalized gambling in this state, it'd already be on. So, so would I wonder though? So, hypothetically, if LSU beats Alabama, like they would, would the Texas A&M game matter? Yeah, no, not really. Yeah, it even if we that lost that game, matter. we still have the tiebreaker against y'all. Yeah. So you have to that would matter is if y'all lose to Ole Miss. Yeah. But even no. Because Ole Miss would only, yeah, Ole Miss would only have one conference loss. Yeah, if we lose to Ole Miss, then Ole Miss would go. Uh, if we went out, no, we would go over Ole Miss because we only have yeah, one right, conference right. loss. And we have the head-to-head win. Um, I mean, let's let's just start with square one. we got to beat Bama first. And that's something we have not done much of in the last 15 years. Except for – Non tele, non non CBS televised games at night at home, <laughs> two and zero. Oh. Well, I, I doubt there's going to be a big thermometer on the field, so I at least feel good. Make it so cold that there's a big thermometer on the field. Reverse big thermometer game. That'd be the worst. <laughs> I, I'm going to tell you, it doesn't matter what season you're in Louisiana, it never drops below like fifty. Uh, all right, uh, did you watch the Game of Thrones finale? I did. It's good. It's very uh, good. It's very good. good. Jerry, I, I, you know, you got some free time in your hands these days. You should watch Game of Thrones. I, I almost wanted uh, – I almost – it makes me almost want to read Dance of the Dragons because I feel like I can't wait and I don't know what happens. So, like, okay, so there's going to be a scene early in season two that's going to – it's going to be interesting to see how they do it, but it's very brutal. And so, then, oh, oh, is it is it worse than the, uh, the, stillborn, the stillborn? Because, dude, I, I don't – I don't have to, like, I never, like, fast-forward things. Like, I'm pretty good at that stuff. But I looked at my wife, and I was like, can we fast-forward this part? Like, like <laughs> it's I rough, know what's going to happen. It's rough. And, like, I don't want to. to uh, so, I don't, I, do, I want to tell you, but then I don't want to tell you. Um, yeah, let's put but it this way. Was, the, yeah. the acts of the son getting killed. Yeah. They're. Their payback is absolutely brutal. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, she's pissed. Like, she, like, yeah. like she's pissed. No, but well, it's Damon. Damon who orders it. Um, I don't. I don't yeah. The, um, I mean, the book is really good. The Dance of the Dragon portion of that book is probably only like a hundred pages. Um, a lot of people are pissed because it doesn't. It's not the exact same as what the book says. Well, even mind George R. R. Martin said whatever his name is. He said they need four seasons to do what they want to do. I think they can do it in three, but it probably will go four. Um, but people forget, like in the books, the way this one's written, it's specifically to show that like the people writing this book weren't at the events. So all they're doing is telling like secondhand stories. Yeah. And he helped write this season. I don't I mean, he approved all of these changes. So. Regardless, dude, it's great. Like they, the, I feel like the season in a whole was great. Yeah, I mean, there's things to nitpick if you want to. Um, Some of the episodes are kind of slow. Um, 
like Allison's episode. I mean, it was like whatever, but um, yeah, but that's we talked about this in the past too. That's that's the part of the show that you don't really care about that I actually really enjoy. Well, well, I mean, I care about it because it kind of makes her seem like she doesn't like want really any of this, like, and it's all being kind of like forced on her. I, that's how I think it. I mean, she wanted it. She didn't realize that, you know, yeah. the plan was already set. Yeah, right. Correct. Um, but yeah, no, it is a great season, Jared. If you if and if you do have time to sit down and watch it, I I do highly recommend it. And definitely watch it now that she's given birth. Like, definitely now is the time to watch it, not before she gave birth. Okay, good to know. <laughs> because that is not what you want to show her. Yeah, that's not going to make, uh, yeah, it's not going to be very Multiple good. scenes where you yeah, yeah. <laughs> Liz looked at me and she goes, yeah, I, I'm not sure if I want to have kids anymore. I, said, yeah, <laughs> right. I was like, I mean, I, I literally, like, even in Game of Thrones, like, the episode where, like, the wolf eats the baby, like, I mean, that was brutal. Well, I mean, the whole. I'm sorry, what? One of the whole overarching things of the season is, the, you know, a woman's battlefield is the birthing table. Yeah, I mean, like. I, they make it. They make it very well known that um, the the birth modern medicine did not exist back then. Yeah, I mean, think about it. If you, I mean, over the course of the first season, we had like what four, five deaths from birth implications. Yeah, dude, I hundred percent after like watching what my wife had to go through. Uh, you know, it probably was a good fifteen minutes before the. Uh, oh. I'm having a brain fart. Did you, uh, Jared, did you peek down there? Dude, I, I saw the whole thing. Oh, my God. Dude, I was all, dude, I, I was an EMT for a little bit. That does not bother me, but I did, did want to. Did you cut the umbilical cord? Yeah. I did I, everything, man. Did you eat the placenta? No. <laughs> I'm not a psycho. <laughs> Adam did. Uh, maybe, all right. Maybe uh, so, Tina actually was at the game this weekend. Actually, I'm going to be completely honest here. I'm not sure if the woman sitting behind me was Tina or not. If you gave me a lineup of 10, we, 10 women, I'm not sure I could pick Tina out of that group. I don't dude, know. I was, I was hammering you going I mean, after dude, her. Tina, Tina's got to be proud of how the boy showed up. Like, That's what I'm saying. Like, she, like, the per, whoever was behind me, I'm not sure if, like I said, I'm not sure if it was Tina or not. She wasn't overly critical of how they were playing, and she basically didn't say anything in the second half. So it may not have been her. It sounded like her. But it could have just been like someone she's related to, uh, but she it wasn't actually that bad this week, so it can't, it couldn't have been Tina. Maybe her husband was just like, "If you don't shut up, I'm going to kill well, you." Well, she was there by herself, which is definitely different. She usually always has somebody with her. Yeah, maybe she was just sad then, dude. I, I mean, <laughs> I've had ten years of this woman sitting behind me, driving me nuts every game. I find it very hard to believe that in 2022 she all of a sudden changed her ways. I mean, that's a fair point. So I'm not sure if that was her behind me or not. Um, I guarantee you she'll be there for the Alabama game, though. Um, oh, that'll be rough. All right, so we got some blind quarterback resumes. I was just kind of bored the other day, so I kind of put all this together. So I want you all to guess who we think everyone is. Okay. All right. Um these are total yards, total touchdowns, uh, completion percentages, and interceptions. I couldn't find. I mean, do we, do we have a time frame here? This is this season. Oh, okay. Uh, up till now, and the names are above them. Okay. All right, so let's start with quarterback one. Uh, Twenty-one hundred yards, twelve touchdowns, seventy point seven completion percentage, one interception. 
Um. Stetson? Wait. All seven. One, two, three, four, five, six. Seven. So all seven quarterbacks are, are, are down here. Yeah. Um. Oh, oh, the names are above them. Yeah, yeah. I got it. Okay. Names are above them. All right. Um, They're not in order, but they are above them. I think it's Stetson. Are you sure you have the right stats? Yes. I did all this yesterday. Okay. Um, I'm... Well, the only reason I say that, if it's just for this year, no, no, no it is just for the. It's it's so far this year. Okay, well, Jared, you're you're overthinking this way too much, my guy. Well, we'll uh, we'll come back to it. Um, <clears throat> I guess we'll call the first one. Uh, I guess we'll call the first one Stetson. The first one is Stetson. Dude, he only has two thousand thirty-three yards. That's why. This includes, that's why I picked him. This is including rushing yards. He only has seven TDs. And is it rushing TDs as well? It's total yeah, TDs. It's, it's total rushing yards and total touchdowns. Okay. All right. That makes more sense. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because so I didn't want it because some for like Bo Nix, you know, it's going to be easy because he's got like 800 rushing yards. Okay. So, Go yeah, ahead. first one is Stetson. Yeah. All right. He, so, second quarterback, uh, 2,300 yards, 21 touchdowns, roughly 70% completion percentage, one interception. Um, I'm actually gonna go with Bryce here. Adam. Bryce. Ding ding. So, so wait, wait. Is this total like running rushing too? Yes, like, it's total rushing, yardage. Includes rushing yards and includes rushing touchdowns. That's what was throwing now, me off. Wait, did you add did you add Daniels already for a second? Daniels a second, yes. That's what J D five is, but yes. Oh, All so right. now we're on we're now we're on to third. Now we're on the third. Okay. Third, um, uh, 2,000 yards, 21 touchdowns, 66 completion percentage, three interceptions. I'm going to go with Bo Nix here. Adam? Uh, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of how many. Is it Bryce? Bryce Young. I was going to say, yeah, I know he's done a couple picks. Uh, all right, quarterback four. 2,000 yards, 28 touchdowns, 70% completion, four interceptions. Okay, this has to be Bo Nix. No, it's Stroud. It's Stroud. What the? F- yeah, it's got to be Stroud. I don't know anymore. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, just under 2,200 yards, 25 touchdowns, 71.5 completion percentage, three interceptions. Okay, so this is Bo Nix. This is Bo Nix. All right, six, 2,400 yards, 21 touchdowns, 70 completion percentage, one interception. I'm going to say Hendon Hooker here. Uh, yeah. who, who's it between, Caleb? Caleb Williams and Hendon Hooker. I think it's Caleb Williams. It's Hendon Hooker. Damn. Um, I just thought it was you know, kind of funny that all these guys are just like so close in stats, really, when you look at it. I mean, except for Stetson. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's Stetson's the TDs. If yeah. he had like, I mean, he's low on TDs. Um, we have had a huge uptick in rushing TDs out of our tight ends and running backs. That's true, but I'm just saying, like, I mean, if he had, if we took touchdowns out of this completely, I mean, he'd be on the same level as everybody else. Yeah, that's true. 
Um, I, I'll tell you the one I'm most surprised by, honestly, is... Bonex. Well, Bonex I am surprised by, but Stetson Bennett and Jaden Daniels. I mean, those... You got to remember, he only had like 77 passing yards against uh, Tennessee and then didn't finish the game against Auburn. So Caleb Williams is the last one. Yep. So he might be the worst percentage-wise worst quarterback of the ball. I was surprised his percentage. I was also really surprised that Bo Nix was so high. Yeah. Dude, I watched some of the USC game, and Caleb Williams has a cannon. Yeah, he does have a yeah, rocket. Like, like, some of his throws, like, he's for, he's for real. Dude, Bo Nix does as well. I mean, his whole thing was he didn't know how to take any off of it when he was throwing to a running back out of the backfield. Did we even talk about how St. Ellinger's starting for the Colts next week? <laughs> and they bench Matt Ryan. I mean, a, they don't really a, have another option. That's a wrap on your career right there. Yeah. Um. I, so, I mean, just based off what we've seen this far in the season, who would y'all if, – if a quarterback is going to be who wins the Heisman, which – Pretty much seems like it's gonna be. Who would y'all pick to be your Heisman right now? I'd probably pick Hooker. Georgia, I think I'd pick then, Hooker. Then yeah, Hooker. I'd pick Hooker. Like yeah, if, 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 if he goes out there and has a great game against Georgia, then I think he he'll win. Yeah, Tennessee beats Georgia is Hooker all the way. Yeah, if, well, well, I don't know. I mean, it kind of depends on how Stroud finishes too, because Stroud's yeah, gonna have so. the better numbers probably when it's all said and done, just by virtue of playing worse defenses. Um, and and if he if he shows out in the Michigan game, yeah, like yeah, I mean that's gonna be a big thing too. How they finish the season, how you know, because the Heisman's after the conference championship games too, so some of that'll have some sway in it. Um, I think realistically, you're looking at Hooker or Stroud. Oh yeah, I think. I mean, everybody else has. I mean, I mean Stetson's not gonna obviously not gonna win it. Um, and I just I can't think of a player off of the other undefeated teams that's really going to make a strong run for it. I mean, I guess Shipley, if he starts like going off, because he had a good game. He's had a couple of good games this year. Yeah, um, I think it's going to be Stroud or Hooker. Yeah. Yeah, those are the two. I think they – I mean, I guess you could see some guys come back into it, but I think it's going to be those two no matter what. Yeah. But I think I think Hooker is more valuable. Well, I don't, I don't know. I mean, no, you can definitely make the case that he's more valuable to Tennessee than Stroud is to Ohio State. Yeah, I think I think that's a safe assumption because we've seen Joe yeah. Milton. We haven't seen a ton out of the Ohio State backup, but I mean, if you if you bring Tennessee back and like you run you know run the table like as far as like winning the SEC and stuff like you gotta you gotta get the nod. Yeah. Um. Ah, we'll see. I'm still not sold on Josh Heupel, by the way. Um, I will, I will say that Heupel's probably the best coach at Tennessee, bar none, since Philip Fulmer left. Well, I mean, that's a pretty safe assumption. Um, yeah. I guess my thing is I've already seen that two coaches have one really good year with a really good, experienced, older quarterback and then just fall off the face of the earth, so – yeah, next year could about, be rough. Like, Alabama, like they had, like not like the defenders, like literally just didn't know like what they were lining up in. I saw like, another video today where like um, Hyatt, the wide receiver. I mean, he had another wide open touchdown, and uh, Hooker just didn't see him. 
So, so I was actually talking to one of my friends who's a Tennessee fan, and he, uh, we, I was talking about that receiver or whatever that caught all those throws. Uh, high end, yeah. Dude, he brought up, he brought up like three different instances of pictures where Hyatt was wide open, but not only was Hyatt wide open, there were like two other people wide open. Yeah. Like, like, dude, like wide open. Yeah, I'll say this. We've had a couple of uh, – I mean, we've had that happen in a lot of our games too, but Jaden Daniels hasn't seen him. Um, he's getting better about it, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't – I think 14 and a half points, like if I – like non-biased, like I would – I wouldn't – I don't trust this away game to cover 14 points. Yeah, there was, there was a Reddit post the other day that was like talking about Alabama's last like eight road games or something. And oh, dude, I bet people good. have been getting killed betting on the spread against this. Do you think Alabama's defensive line has really helped cover up a lot of the deficiencies well, for the secondary? Know, against, against Mississippi sure. State, we're, our, we're, our two starters weren't playing that Jaheim or the, that Otis guy was hurt. Um, and I think that other we I know we have lost two, but I mean I, I don't know. I don't is that know. Alabama's greatest superpower is to just cover up what they're not doing well? I mean I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't like not this year, obviously. But points. like that's like it's not like a personnel thing. That's like a that's like a scheme like. It's definitely like a coaching scheme that like just. Well, I think your biggest there. issue, well, one of your biggest issues is you don't have like a true like deep safety. There's Hellman's and or Hellums or whatever it is. And Hellums got torched. Branch. Yeah. I forget who the other safety is, but they're all like. Battle. Yeah, they're all like box safeties. Yeah, they will they tackle any Somebody was uh somebody was saying like talking about how bad our defense was how we were like dropping like Will Anderson into coverage, and I was like I was like dude that's like me on NCAA fourteen. No, dude. Will Anderson gets no pass rushes when you're playing defense. Well, <laughs> that's another thing too. The Tennessee game like we never got to like we never got to. I was yeah their offensive line has done very good this year. Um, because they shut us down too. Like. Yeah, I'm fully expecting not to get to Hendon Hooker. Like, I don't, I don't, Georgia just doesn't really do the pass rush thing. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't know. They haven't looked great on the road lately. So, I mean, I'm getting my hopes up just to be crushed again, as always, but well, I'm getting at least I'll have a fun you. time in Death Valley in two weeks. That'll be a fun game. Um, I'm trying to find this Reddit thread. I cannot find it to save my life. I thought you were actually like going unconscious on us there for a second. You, you sound very tired or in deep thought. I can't figure out which. No, I'm trying to find this Reddit thread because it actually had some good stats in it. Man, I, should, I knew I should have saved this when I saw it. That's but it was just talking idea. about how they've struggled on the road. Uh, I mean, even dating back to last year in like Auburn and some other teams where they just they they're a completely different team at home than they are on the road. I mean we all we almost lost AM on at home. Yeah, Texas AM. You almost lost to Auburn last year. I forget the other couple games, but we almost lost it was Auburn something like out of all the teams that are considered good teams that y'all played in like the last I think it was like ten games, you were two and two. Dude, 
we almost lost to y'all last year. I mean, do you remember that game? Yeah. No, I really remember and, that. And two of those games are Georgia. One possession game. If y'all had any type of offense whatsoever. Yeah, because they counted Cincinnati and then both Georgia games, and I forget the other one. Um, yeah. Was it Florida last year? I can't remember. I can't find the thread. You let us it's, down, man. I mean, college, I mean, if you read it, they love talking about Alabama. There's only so much I can do. Yeah, no doubt. Even if over the last week, there's like a million threads to go through. I actually, I'm, I'm fairly convinced that Twitter and Reddit is almost solely occupied by Texas A&M fans trying to defend whatever's happening over there. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, man. Hey. Guys, I mean, at the I end mean, of the we, day, we just be thankful we're not that. Yeah, I mean, we like we, we were like we joked about it at the beginning of the season, like what if A and M was bad? But like we could have never imagined it was going to be this bad. Never in a million years would I have thought you'd be, we'd be sitting here heading into Week Nine, and Texas A and M has the same conference pressure as Missouri. Yeah. Yeah, and coming off a fresh loss to South Carolina, who is they, they had a losing drug. record for the first time. I mean, realistically, if you throw out like maybe some like early, like very early in the seasons where they're like one and two or something like that, they haven't lost. They haven't had a losing record since like someone was there, even so, before. So they're three and four right now. Hypothetically, let's say Ole Miss beats them three and five. Florida beats them three and six. They'll beat Auburn. Four and seven, they'll beat UMass. Five and eight, oh, they're they're probably gonna, and then five. LSU, five and nine. Like, Dude, I by the it. time they get to LSU, they may not have a team left. Five they may have nine. to forfeit. I think you added a couple of games there, but yeah, they they don't have they have really two shots at, at winning left. I mean, they could still beat us. I'm not going to say They'll beat Auburn and they'll beat UMass. I don't know, dude. I don't know. I mean, I could see them lose. I mean, they just lost South Carolina. You can't confidently say they're going to beat Auburn. Yeah, that's true. It's at Auburn, too. Yeah, I mean, there's a real shot. It would would not surprise me at all for us to go out, you know, lose a close win to Alabama, beat Arkansas, beat UMass, I think is who we're playing later in the year, or UAB, and then lose to Texas A&M. It wouldn't surprise me at all. I, I'm fairly confident that y'all are going to beat A&M. A&M just doesn't have any life about them. We'll see. That's I'm, just, still, that's, I'm, I'm, I'm excited, but I don't know if I'm, I'm a 100% delusional Bama fan level yet. I don't think it's delusional. It's easy for me to say because I'm not. It, it, if this was Georgia. Yeah, you play in that weak-ass East. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> we just backloaded our schedules all. Uh, it's just it's just this syndrome of having Ed Orgeron and Les Miles for twelve we years. Both won y'all natties. and yeah. they also had some seasons that just made you want to cry. Uh, dude, I mean, you're talking to my entire life. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I get it. Adam's never had to go through this, so he doesn't understand it. I went through it the first year, boys. Okay, you went six and six to win a bowl game. <laughs> yeah, and then it's just been on a tear. Yeah, and then since then you've won half the national championships. Boo-hoo. Adam, I, I do got a question for so you. So you are claiming 2020? No, I don't count 2020. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's still on this half. <laughs> Adam, I got to know something, though. Yeah. 
and I'm not saying this to be a dick. I'm just curious. Like, what do you think happens to the Alabama fan base? Like, when Saban retires, and the, I mean, whoever I, they hire is not good, and y'all go through maybe three, four, five, six seasons of being bad. It's gonna be bad. <laughs> I don't think that. I, I think. I mean, unless they hire Pruitt, if they hire Pruitt, yeah. Like, I'm hoping like there's like a succession plan in place. Like, oh, there is. It's but, probably Giffen. But um, I think that's a bad move. I, you know, if you listen to Saban, I, I, I think he legit hates Alabama fans. I mean, he's he not, hated LSU fans when he was here. So, I mean, but, but like he, out. like he's getting like he gets mad at the media now. I mean, he's always gets mad at the media. Like somebody was like, they asked him about Mississippi State. They were like, y'all are having trouble stopping the run, and he was like. He was like, "What do you?" He was like, "What are you talking about? We gave up six points. Like, wh- like what? But like everything he says, he's like, it's almost like he hates that, like how entitled like Alabama fans are." I'm sure. Well, okay, does. so what will definitely happen is a good third of the fan base will just drop off the face of the earth when he retires because they were never really Alabama fans to begin with. Um, and they'll just hop on to Georgia or whoever else is hot at the time. Oh my God! Please don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we've already got enough where I'm just like, you, you people, like you're, you're being upset. Well, Jared, what do you mean by you people? We have, we have some terrible fans hiding out there. <laughs> um, that's what I mean. By I mean, you. even like, it's going to be interesting because it, it wouldn't be as enjoyable. I guess it would be if they just completely plummet down to like the dregs oh, of the what? SEC, but having them live, having them have to live with like, Ten and two, nine and three, being a pretty good season instead of that being like the worst season they've had ever is going to be enjoyable to watch. Like them having yeah. to go through the realization that they're not going to compete for a national championship every single year is going to be an interesting change in dynamics. Like once Saban retires, like obviously the expectations are going to be a lot less. But like I don't think they will. For us, we should still be able to compete for SC championships. No, no, I'm saying that's what I'm saying. But y'all are going to yeah. convince yourself that like. Well, any Saban left the blueprint. Anyone can do it. I've heard I mean, you say this. I mean, <laughs> I just like to think that like there's there's just a plan in place. That's all. That's all. I, whether it's um, Dabo or Kiffin, I don't know. Uh, what if it's just like Saban decides to nuke the whole thing on his way out? Scorched <laughs> Earth. I, I mean, I would, I would, I would like Kiffin. I mean, Kiffin would be fun. I just don't think. He How would, would you feel about Bob? I would. I would not like Bob. <laughs> Although people were giving Bob shit after the LSU game, dude. We scored forty nine points. Like, game. Where, where's where's was it Golding? Where's the hate for that? Well, guy? I think the issue with Bob is that like your entire offense right now is just, it. Bryce is basically playing like Johnny Menzel did at Texas A and M. Yeah, I mean, it's the, all on him. The only plays he makes. The only big plays we make are when he gets out of the pocket and like moves around and then like throws it deep. Yeah, somebody gets loose like way at the end of the play. He he keeps changing the play. He keeps changing the play. (laughs) Well, I mean, if Bob called better plays, he wouldn't have to. But like, but like, I I legit think our offense we like overthink things way too much. Like we never have just like straight like all our plays are like backyard. You know what it sounds like? Yeah, I got that Texas A&M playbook. I mean, like. But, but, like, they were giving him shit after the Tennessee game, dude. Like, it's like, come on. 
Yeah, he does not deserve. You know who deserves the most blame after the Tennessee game is those defensive backs and vis-a-vis. Helms got, got destroyed. Like, dude, Helms looked like me. Like, Helms, on some of the replays, Helms looked like me trying to keep up with, like, like one of the receivers. Like, it wasn't even close. Yeah, I did find that kind of funny when he was the one jumping on uh, another player. I was like, ooh, buddy. <laughs> You gave up all the points last week. Yeah. Okay, okay, quick question. Do we see a fight on the Texas A&M sideline before the end of the season? I think so. Do we see players start sparking up mid-game? Mm. Oh, no, that. I still need to know how the league got uh, Yeah, we need details of that transaction. I wish we had more insiders just to figure this one out. It would be so great. Like, oh, dude. I'm going to find out how the weed got in the locker room. Right. Because I just want to know, did they, did they make contact with a local guy or did they bring it with them? <laughs> Nothing would be funnier than finding out that they went out and found some country bumpkin out in South Carolina and bought weed out of it. He probably do. One of those guys is probably cool with one of the South Carolina players and got hooked up from one of them. I mean, if you really break down the story, it is outrageous. Like it is outrageous. The audacity to think that you can get away with smoking weed in the locker room before a football game. I want to know though, like what bus was it the smell? <laughs> like it, was it <laughs> But the thing is he suspended them after the fact. They played. They played. <laughs> like, okay. Maybe it was like, like a vape pen or something and they didn't I don't know. Maybe <laughs> they they, they, they didn't get high till they were on the field like, or something. It had to be a vape pen, right? It's the only it thing that makes sense. Either that or like gummies or something, but then you wouldn't say they were smoking weed. Well, I guess you would still say that. I mean, I feel like you wouldn't say they're smoking but, weed. I guess they my, were my, my point in this is like this sounds like one of those crazy message board rumors that gets started that's not actually true. This is actually true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so funny. I mean, I love it. I'm just couldn't glad it's not. It couldn't happen to a better group of people. No doubt. Somebody said. South Carolina just left a big bag of weed in their locker room just to see what would happen. <laughs> a duffel bag full of weed. Dude, Beamer playing chess out there. <laughs> 40 chess by Beamer. Oh, that's I mean, that, dude, that's probably actually what happened. Just left it as a party favorite. Said, do with it what you will, boys. Who did South Carolina play before that? Maybe one of their players accidentally left it. Mizzou, wasn't it? That would check out. <laughs> Um, but yeah, dude, the the balls in those kids to consume weed in the locker room. Talk about no, they're they are ready for the next level. Man. Dude, ten they bucks. Are. One of those coaches came up to one of those players on the sideline, like, "Hey, you're going in next series." He's like, "What? He's like, what do you mean?" What? I'm reading on the Reddit. Somebody said supposedly Percy Harvin played every game high. I mean, oh, that didn't surprise me at all. He was on edibles. There was a guy I played uh, like peewee ball with that when he was in high school, I know for a fact he got hot before every game. Calvin Johnson, he played every NFL game of his career stone. So did Josh Gordon. Dude, that's nuts. Calvin Calvin Johnson? Yeah. Megatron? Yeah, that's what he said. That's a little surprising. That dude Rickshaw Bob for... 32 from Reddit said that. <laughs> well, if he said it, it's got to be true. Reddit never lies. Yeah, Calvin Johnson smoked weed in every, every game. All right. Uh, I think it's going to wrap it up for this week, unless anybody's got anything else. Correction, guys. He smoked marijuana after every game. After every <laughs> game. After four games, yeah. Um, I, man, I, I'm good. Uh, I'm going to go stay awake for the next four to six hours. 
I'm gonna go to watch some Game of Thrones. Call it eight hours. Dude, yeah, start Game of Thrones. I gotta tell you, uh, being awake in that manner is just. <laughs> Do you I... are you the are you the rocker? Uh, I mean, we're is we're the, both. Is the baby sleeping by you? No, I mean she's in the room with us. Yeah, that's what that's what I mean. Like, is she in like a bassinet? Yeah. Yeah. So no, like, no, my wife is the rocker, but I mean, we're, we're right. kind of trying. Well, to I'm going to go ahead and end the podcast because I don't I'm think anybody really cares about this. What do you do with it? This whole thing. 